2: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with
3: your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff and I will be your host today. Today we're going to have another three for all. Uh, joining me in the studio are Ken and Neil. How are you guys doing?
0: Hello. Good morning.
3: And uh, special guest uh, via Skype is Dan Lumberg. How are you doing, Dan?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good.
4: Uh, where is Matt again today? Did we <laughs> so, have something creative to, to lie
3: about? Uh, no, Matt's just a workaholic. He uh, he's not doing uh, he's not been doing his skydiving or uh, other extreme sports that he's okay. into. So okay. <laughs> maybe next time. He's actually got to work to pay the bills this time. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> So, uh, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, where you're from, uh, what your interests are, how, maybe how you got into trivia. All
2: right. Well, I'm here out in uh, Locust, North Carolina, and um, I moved here from Minneapolis, which is where my heart is. Um, I'm a big-time Minnesota sports fan, which is just really tough to be sometimes, but that's okay. I'm learning to learning to live with it. Um, I um, manage a school-age childcare out here. Um, I don't really get to talk about that all that much, but it's... Uh, It's rewarding it's fun it's a it's a job so my uh, my real interest lies in tabletop gaming Um, I know you have quite a few listeners that are uh, that can uh, relate to that but um, I'm working on a lot of stuff with that Uh, I've got a a blog that I do I'm on Facebook um, for uh, for tabletop game reviews um, Twitter and uh, Instagram all that fun stuff so it's uh, if you ever look for trivia geek that's uh, that's me
0: so as far as tabletop games, uh, Jeff and Ken play them quite often. Um, I, I haven't really gotten into them. Uh, they do interest me a little bit. I recently played a game called Machi Koro, which I really liked. Yes, very good game. So as far as a novice like me and anyone else who's listening who aren't into tabletop games or haven't gotten into them yet, uh, what would be your you know, number one or, or a few selections of, of uh, games to get someone into the world?
2: You know what? Really, if you look at the uh, the list of the winners of the Spiel des Jahres, the uh, the German Game of the Year, if you look at that list and look at any of the recent winners, any one of them is a great starting point.
4: Yeah. Uh, last uh, last night, I went uh, took a little road trip uh, down to Bloomington to visit our old friends Bones and Anna, and uh, we actually played a game called Lunacy from the makers of Flux. And, uh, oh yeah. I don't know if it was amazing, but we were screaming our heads off, so I think it was a pretty good game.
3: (laughs) All right, so uh, we will uh, break down the rules really quick for you. As always, uh, with our standard format, 20 questions and a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece split into two rounds. At halftime, there is a special swing round designed by me where players can rack up extra points, and at the end of regulation, we'll enter the final round where players can wager zero to 30 on five categorized questions and determine who will be the cream of the crop i am the cream yeah you guys ready to get started yes sir yeah let's do it perfect on to question one this band with hits including west end girls was once asked by peta to change their name to rescue shelter boys is that true (laughs) that's insane a lot of the questions in, in today's game are not super hard, but they're more things I found interesting that I wanted to write questions about. That's so. good. I'm very, gotcha. I'm very <laughs> tired and
4: uh, worn out today.
3: So, Everybody in? Yeah, I, I got in. mine in, yeah. Yep. All yeah, right. Man. I'll start with you, Dan.
2: Um, that would be the uh, the Pet Shop Boys.
3: Ken? Yeah, that's what I had, too. And Neil?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was Pet Shop Boys, and luckily I, I got a free month of Sirius, and the woman with the really gravelly voice on 80s on 8 was like, and that was from the Pet Shop Boys. And I was like, that's how I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was yesterday. That's an incredible <laughs> Nina Blackwood you just did that. Nina Blackwood, yeah, thank old... you.
3: Question two. This team holds the all-time worst 82-game record in the NBA, going 9-73 in the 1973 season.
4: Uh, how many times am I going to hear this question and still not know it? <laughs>
2: I'm gonna write down a bad answer, bad guess.
4: I'm gonna, yeah, I'm trying to steer away from that that normal answer that I do, and hopefully I'm right this time.
3: I mean, if you if you have a guess that's an NBA team, it's it's not a bad guess. This <laughs> is an
4: M- NBA team. I'm fairly certain. All
3: right, all right. Oh, me and Neil with the same guess. It looks. Oh like. really? Neil and Ken uh, both guessing on this one. Uh, Dan also seemed like he might have been taking a guess. Uh, but I'm I'm seeing in studio Neil and Ken with the same guest. So uh,
0: which one of you wants to kick this off? How about Ken? I went with the Pistons. Yeah, I just, I went Detroit Pistons for, for no other reason than I just said it. Then copying off my sheet. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Dan, what did you, uh, what'd you think on this one? Uh, well,
2: here in Charlotte, just a couple of years ago, um, the Bobcats actually broke this record, but it wasn't an 82 game season. But they did have the worst losing percentage. But you'd think I'd remember the name of the team that they had beaten, but I can't. So I, I wrote down the 76ers.
3: It is the Philadelphia 76ers. That was, oh. that, was, <laughs> yeah, that was the one that I was
2: like... Oh, man. I'll take that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. You, you were the only one getting points awarded on that, so... <laughs> right, good job. Question three. Thomas Edison once said of this fellow inventor, he had no hobby, cared for no amusement of any kind, and lived in utter disregard for the most elementary rules of hygiene. Maybe he was just jealous as he stole most of his ideas. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: in.
2: Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm in. All right, Neil?
0: Uh, that would be Elon Musk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I bought, uh Tesla. I bet I bet Elon Musk smells nice. He, he has a nice musk? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also went Tesla.
3: And Dan?
2: I have uh, Nikola Tesla.
0: All right. Points all around. I wonder if people have written about Elon's musk. <laughs> there has to be something on that That's just the perfect title for like a nice op-ed article About how, how he smells I was thinking this is more of like your A title for a podcast episode Oh, Possibly <laughs>
3: <laughs> Question four Give me the two writers of the screenplay For the 1968 film 2001 A Space Odyssey
4: The two Screenwriters
0: Well there's only two people I could think of it being So uh, I'm not going to think about it too hard Because it, if it's if it is, if it's not who I think it is, that's a very hard question. But if it is who I'm thinking it is, then it makes sense. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Dan, are you in?
2: I'm. Yeah, let's call me in. <laughs> All
4: right. So what I'm thinking is one of them's Kubrick. I think the other one is probably the guy who wrote the book. Though I don't know if the time period is correct. I can't remember the guy's the guy's name who wrote the book. Hmm. I think I'm wrong, but I'm 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 in.
3: Uh, let's start with Dan. All
2: right. I um I I did say Kubrick and I was throwing around a whole bunch of different names and Douglas Adams and Isaac Asimov kept jumping in there and I knew neither one of them was right, but I think I, I finally settled on uh Clark.
4: Mm. Okay. That's it. Ken? I think you got it. Um I went with Kubrick and Wells.
0: Neil. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I knew Kubrick had written part of it, um, so I just went Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke. I think they're right.
3: They are right. Stanley Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke. I was
0: trying nice. to come up with that, that author's name, and I just uh,
4: I couldn't come up with that, so I went with H.G. Uh, Wells, but I, I thought that was wrong. I wasn't sure if
3: you
0: were tricking us, so that's why I was like, I, I, unless it's someone well, I, I don't know.
3: It's one pretty commonly associated with Kubrick, so, I mean, if you don't know the original source material, Arthur C. Yeah. Clarke is one in a... Couple that you might have guessed, so that's why I went both on that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. On to question five, which is one of our listener submitted questions. This one coming today from David Raffetto, fan of the show. Thanks again, David. He's keeping us afloat with the question five <laughs> right now, so thanks, David. Although we've had a recent influx, so thank you very much for those people sending those in. We do appreciate it. Keep them coming. Great. Thanks, guys. What is the longest nerve in the human body? It runs from the lower spinal column to the foot. I'm in. Me too. Spelling aside. Spelling aside. I'm am going to need
2: a. I'm gonna need a second. Sure. No worries. It's. Oh, it's gotta be there. But um, all right, I'm gonna I'm writing something down and locking it in. I don't. I don't know if it's right, but.
3: What would you say for that one, Dan?
2: Um, I said it's the sciatic.
3: Yeah, can? I think
4: uh, when I when I hear people kind of complaining about uh, about pain
0: and it kind of affects their ability to to walk, it's the sciatic. So I went with sciatic. Neil? I have a lot of connection to this uh, personally, uh, and I know it as the sciatic nerve.
3: It is the sciatic nerve. Well done, gentlemen. On to question six. This actor may have been a real Fredo, but every motion picture he starred in was nominated for an Academy Award.
2: I got something written down.
4: So I'd imagine he doesn't have a huge filmography. Now,
0: Deer Hunter, Godfather...
4: Are you, are you trying to mess
0: me up? No, that's real. No, the, I just know it's not going to help you. He is not. Oh, he's like you. Yeah.
2: Either know this guy's name like
0: or you a don't. Character know this guy's actor. actor. Yeah, yeah, he's a character actor. Yeah, I I know him. I've seen him in everything he's done. I just I cannot think of his name right now. All right, Neil. Uh, what did you say? John Milius. i with uh, Dominic DiCoco. <laughs> and what did you say, Dan? I, I I
2: think it's John Cazale. Y-
3: yes, it is John because I have Cazale, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> Question seven. Anatolia is the name for the peninsula which comprises the majority of what country?
2: Alright, I'm going to write down a guess. I've never heard of this before.
0: Alright, so geography, not obviously not my strong suit. Uh, immediately, three countries uh, popped into my head, uh, which I'm going to write down and I'll circle one. Greece, uh, Turkey, for some reason, and then Russia. Uh, Anatolia, sounds like something a russian tough would uh, tell someone like get the bag back to anatolia um but uh so i think i'm between greece and russia um greece was my gut but just for the fact that i did the impression i'm just gonna have to commit to it i'm just gonna circle russia
4: i still have uh, italy on the mind from the last question with the godfather
3: reference so i just want italy what do you think dan
2: I, I also said Italy. I've never heard of Anatolia before. I'm pretty good at geography, too, but that uh, never heard of that one.
3: Okay, so uh, it was mentioned by one of you. Uh, the Greek is the Peloponnesian Peninsula. Yeah. And the Turkish Peninsula, also known as Anatolia.
2: Huh. Man. That's interesting.
0: I will put that one to memory. <laughs> I must have heard it somewhere. That's the only reason I, I thought of Turkey. I was like, oh, maybe that could be Turkish.
3: Yeah, no, it is Turkey. Uh, so, also known previously as uh, Asia Minor before it was many yeah. other things, and now present-day Turkey. Um, the majority of the country lies on that ex- um, westernmost uh, jutting out of the uh, of Asia. So, gotcha. Right. Question eight: In two thousand and eleven, Super Bowl forty-five, no, featured which two teams? No, but did not feature any cheerleaders, as neither team has them. For the record, this is also the only Super Bowl that had no cheerleaders, just as an interesting side note. Of all time? Yes. Hmm. yeah. There's never been any other matchup that had two teams that both don't have them. So.
4: I, I, I wouldn't even know which ones don't have cheerleaders. There's a, like, there's a few. Think there's, think there's only the, a handful. The Bears do. The Bears do not. But I know they haven't been in a Super Bowl since, what was it, 2006 or
0: seven. Um. So, immediately, my gut was thinking, Patriots Giants because they faced faced off twice the only team to beat Tom Brady um, I feel like the Patriots would have cheerleaders just because they're the Patriots and although the Giants do play in colder climates so th- that's sort of where I'm going to land if I can't come up with it there's also a game that I'm thinking of uh, I remember being at a house watching it it's when Bruce Springsteen was the uh, halftime show and he he did his knee slide with his crotch right into the camera <laughs> um and I, I know it was the cardinals and uh i cannot think of who they were playing but i feel like the cardinals have cheerleaders so i i'm just gonna go with uh giants and patriots because it's the only one i can think of that might i don't know it happened twice so i'm just going with the odds here oddly enough i also went giants and patriots
3: what did you think on this one dan
2: oh this was a very painful time for me as a vikings fan it was um It was the Steelers and Packers.
3: It was the Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Yeah, that was the only time Aaron Rodgers won, I believe, if I'm not mistaken.
2: One too many times, if you ask me. That (laughs) that was that
4: one. Okay.
3: Yeah, it was that one. Question nine. Keiko was the name of the animal which portrayed the title character in this 1993 family drama.
4: Okay.
2: All right, I'm going to be in.
3: Yeah, I'm in too. Okay, I'm in. What would you say on this one, Dan?
2: Um, I went with that 1993 uh, classic, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: not, not bad. I'm, I, I get where you're coming from on that. What'd you say, Ken?
4: Uh, I went with the the <clears throat> only movie that Michael Madsen plays the good
0: guy in, uh, and that would be Free Willy.
3: Ooh, Neil,
0: uh, I yeah. like that. So after thinking it over for some reason i i was thinking uh originally when the question was was asked that it was a person not an animal but then when i realized in my head it was an animal i my best guess was uh free willy which was a big deal in the early 90s yeah, <clears> so yes very very famously not a male orca playing this character keiko
3: was the name of the whale in free willy
4: i'd, I'd love a free willy kill bill crossover that whale
3: deserves <laughs> his
4: revenge <laughs> and we deserve to die
3: I knew if I said Michael Madsen, it would be immediately obvious to either of you, So, as, as fans of Michael Madsen's work. But yeah, the only one where he plays sort of the good guy. It's going to be a, a tabletop game question, so you should have fun with this. Question 10. This 2004 Spiel de Jahres winner, which has its players be U.S. railroad barons, shares its name with a Beatles song, which John Lennon said describes cards indicating a clean bill of health carried by Homburg prostitutes in the 1960s. <laughs> neil were you paying attention at the beginning of the episode i was okay <laughs> and I, i'm pretty sure dan knows the answer to this what'd you say dan
2: oh yeah i think you all know the answer to this one now
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have
2: i've got uh, i've got ticket to ride
4: yep i also put ticket to ride
0: thanks to uh some new tabletop game knowledge I learned, I put Ticket to, to Ryan. <laughs> though,
4: though, honestly, I think we, we would have had it. Regardless yeah, I would have gotten that one, yeah, without yeah. that. But...
0: <clears throat> so after
3: round one, we have Ken in third place with 50 points, Neil second place with 60, and Dan in the lead with 80 points. Um, I went with a movie before and after half point uh, oh today. So, I'm going to give you uh, two movie hints, and you have to put them together into a before and after movie title. Gotcha. So. How many? Uh, Ten of them. Ten? And five points apiece? I think five points apiece sounds good. Mm -hmm. Number one. A family adopts a mouse as a second son while Abigail Breslin competes in a beauty pageant. Number two. Judge Reinhold fantasizes about a bare-chested Phoebe Cates while John Cusack and Jack Black hang out in a record store mocking customers. Number three, Robert De Niro boxes, a veteran catcher mentors a prospect in the minor leagues. Number four, Sean Connery goes rogue in a state-of-the-art Soviet submarine as a poor coal miner's son plays with rockets in the 1950s. Number five, President Harrison Ford's plane gets hijacked, While Jack Nicholson spends time in a mental institution. Question six. FBI agent Martin Lawrence wears a fat suit and women's clothing while Paris Hilton's head is impaled by a pole. Number seven. uh, Resistance of teenagers defends America from a Soviet invasion while several strangers take refuge from zombies in a shopping mall. Question eight. Three men in their thirties try to relive their college days by starting a fraternity and Jack Black teaches contemporary music to kids. Question 9, an astronaut crew lands on Mars and gets attacked by insects. 2,000 years in the future, gorillas and chimpanzees have taken over the Earth. And number 10, Lindsay Lohan swaps bodies with her mom as Billy Bob Thornton coaches high school football in Texas.
1: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances.
2: I'm good.
3: Okay. I'm good. Same. All right. And uh, we'll start with the first one for you, Dan. What did you say?
2: I had uh, Stuart Little Miss Sunshine. Ken? Same here.
3: Neil? Same here. All right. Stuart Little Miss Sunshine. Number two. What'd you say, Neil?
0: Fast Times at Ridgemont High Fidelity. Same Ken? here. And Dan? Yep. That's what I had too.
3: Maybe I went a little too easy on this one. <laughs> Number three, Robert De Niro boxes, a veteran catcher, mentors, a prospect in the minor leagues. What would you say, Ken?
2: Raging Bull Durham. Dan? That's what I've got, too. Raging Bull Durham.
3: Neil? Same thing. Oh, wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the fourth one, what would you say, Dan?
2: Hunt for Red October Sky.
3: Neil? Shame
0: here.
4: (laughs) I put uh, Hunt for Red September Sky. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, Red October Sky, yeah. Great. Good callback.
3: Yep. I, I thought that was a nice one. Question five. What'd you say, Ken?
4: Air Force One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Neil?
3: Same. And Dan?
2: Yep. Air Force One flew over the cuckoo's nest.
4: All
3: right. So far, a clean sweep on this one. This, one that I thought was going to be a little harder. This one might be a
4: separator. <laughs> I think Neil probably has it. Uh,
3: what did you say for number six, Ken?
2: Big Mama's House of Wax. Dan? I eventually settled on Big Mama's House of Wax. It took a little bit.
3: And
0: Neil. Big Mama's House of Wax. Shame
4: on you, though, for going with the Paris Hilton version and not the original.
0: uh, Vincent Price. Vincent Price.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, shame on me. (laughs) I thought it was funnier. And number seven. What'd you say, Dan?
2: I've got uh, Red Dawn of the Living Dead. And Ken? I think it's just Red Dawn of the Dead. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Neil? Red Dawn of the Dead. It is just
3: Red Dawn of the Dead. Question eight. One of my favorite pairings, uh, as I like both films a lot. What would you say, Ken?
4: You're my boy, Blue. Old school (laughs) of rock.
3: And Dan? Old school of rock.
0: Neil? We're going streaking. Old school of rock.
3: Okay. Number nine. Also, maybe a little bit uh, of a separator here. We'll see. Um, What did you say, Ken?
4: Yeah, I'm trying. I was trying to remember some Mars movies. Uh, two really come to mind, uh, which is Mission to Mars and Red Planet. So I went with Red Planet of the Apes.
3: Dan,
2: that's what I've got. Red Planet of the Apes. Neil,
3: same here. Sorry, I wrote a boring round. <laughs> and uh, number ten, what'd you say, Dan?
2: I've got uh, Freaky Friday Night Lights. Ken, which would be a great movie in and of itself. <laughs> same here. Maybe maybe one of the players could
3: switch with the coach.
0: <laughs> Neil? Uh, yeah, I also went with Freaky Friday Night Lights.
3: Oh, wow. All right, so a bunch of points will be piled on here. Uh, so Neil and Ken both adding 50 points to their scores, and Dan will add an additional 45, bringing his total to 125. Neil will go up to 110, and Ken will go to an even 100. Cool. That was a good round. Yeah, that was fun.
2: If I could just remember basic horror uh, genre names, i had been just fine there, but... Uh... No, yeah, that those, superfluous living in there.
0: Those kind of uh, you know blend into each other after a while. He made so many of them, so.
2: And I'm not a zombie movie guy at all. I've never seen any of them, so just I had to go on, just Dawn, what I knew.
4: Dawn of the Dead would be the one to watch, I would say.
2: Yeah, probably.
3: Yeah, you were there.
0: You were right there. You were close.
3: On to uh, round two, question one: This baseball player who played for both the White Sox and Mets was the only MLB player to lead the league in hits in both the AL and NL. Okay, I'm in.
0: Do you actually know this one? Hell no.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so White Sox and Mets uh, league lead uh, leader in hits. Okay.
3: I will tell you he did it in back-to-back years for those teams though, wow. in that order. Mm-hmm. So he did it for one year for the White Sox, next year for the Mets. Let me put in a real answer. Oh, was it Rusty again? Our old friend Rusty Koontz.
2: <laughs> rusty Koontz. Oh, man.
3: All right, I have a
0: real answer now.
2: I think that neither one of those teams are known for having big hit guys. That's the.
0: Yeah, that's what's throwing me up here. All right, I'm in with an answer that is certainly uh, incorrect, but I just. I, this is a hard one.
2: All right, I'm just going to write a name down, which isn't right.
0: All right, everybody's in.
3: Fair enough. So what did you say, Neil?
0: So the only Met I could think of, which is bad, is Mike Piazza, but uh, I didn't go with him. I just figured maybe it's someone from a long time ago, so I just put Shoeless Joe Jackson.
4: Uh, Mickey Mantle for me. And uh,
3: what did you say, Dan?
2: The Mets are relatively new. Um, So I just went with the one name I wanted to say, which was Mookie Wilson.
3: (laughs) So uh surprisingly the uh, the player to do this in back to back years I believe it was either 95 96 or 96 97 Mickey was Mantle.
0: was Lance Johnson.
2: <laughs> Lance Johnson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow, a
0: very forgettable name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never I don't even know if I've heard of him. Uh
3: question 2. This Syrian city is the oldest continuously inhabited one on earth.
4: There's no way I could get this uh geographically. So I have to go to the news to to pull some some syrian names out which is
0: unfortunate we just had this question and i i committed it to memory and that was you know like a month month and a half or something uh, a month and a half ago and of course when i need it it is not presenting itself
3: okay i'm in seems like dan has it too
2: yeah i'm in yeah
0: all right all right i i'm just gonna say antiope i know it's not right but i it's, it's for some reason it's like juggling around in there with that name and what did you think on that one, Ken?
4: I had two cities in my head. One I know is in Syria. One I wasn't sure if it's in Syria. But uh, the Gary Johnson famously said during the election, what is Aleppo? And that's the <laughs> one yeah, I know. It's a Aleppo it. moment. That, that's the one I know is in Syria. Um, I did go with Raqqa, though. Uh, I don't know if that's in Syria for sure. I felt like it wasn't Aleppo for some reason. But uh, Raqqa.
3: And what did you say for that one, Dan?
2: Um. The... Uh... The home city of Paul, Damascus.
3: It would, in fact, be Damascus. Oh, that makes
4: yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a lot easier than uh, (laughs) Damascus than I made it out to be. We had a Damascus question, right? I don't know. Probably. There's always a Damascus that one one
2: comes up. That one comes up quite a bit.
3: Yeah, yeah. That one's that one's one that's out in the ether, but we haven't asked. So
4: yeah, because I I didn't know that Damascus was in Syria
3: okay (laughs) so they're still learning (laughs) i
4: know i'm 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 still working on my geography here should have should have thought of assassin's creed one
3: yeah i was going to make an assassin's creed reference here but all right Uh, well onto sorry
0: i was just gonna say Damascus for forgiveness for that terrible uh (laughs) hole of antiope okay
3: (laughs) on to more painful things for the the gentleman in the studio question three name one of the two teams that have never been to a world series
2: by team, do you mean
3: current MLB team? Current
2: team yeah. or incarnation of
3: current
0: MLB team?
2: Okay, one of the two. One of the two. All right, I'm in with it.
0: I have a guess. I'm just trying to remember who the Expos turned into because they would have gone that one year that we had the strike, or they were poised to go. Um, I don't even know if that's right. Oh, um, I think that was the Expos. Okay, I'm in.
3: All right, and everyone's in. What'd you say, Dan?
2: Um, the Washington Nationals.
0: Ooh. Ken, I went with the Twins. Neil, uh, Washington Nationals.
3: So uh, two of you hit on one of them. The other one would be. Does anybody know?
0: No, I have no idea.
2: The if I knew um, Mariners, it
3: would be the Seattle Mariners. Yep.
0: Yeah, the, the they, tw- they...
2: Twins were there in '87 and '91 and won both of them. <laughs> oh, they, uh, I recall. We're also there in '65. Was
0: that uh, one of my favorite players from the Twins? Was Kirby Puckett? Was that? His... Oh yeah. That was his he team was on both those teams, yep. <laughs> yeah. I used to love him, yeah. So, yep, uh, points going to
3: Neil and Dan on that one. Number four. This tabletop game, which has players assuming the role of colonial governors, is named for the largest island in the United States to not be contained within a state. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Uh, I don't know if it's right, but uh, okay, I'm in. So, I think, I think uh, I'm think i under the impression that Dan might have this one um, for some reason. So, <laughs> what did you say, Dan?
2: It's a Puerto Rico.
0: What'd you say, Ken? I just want to sell those ten. Neil? Oh Puerto Rico would make sense. I, I put Manhattan juncture. <laughs> <laughs> so uh
3: the uh, it turns out is the third largest island in the United States. The game is Puerto Rico. Hmm. So yeah, I I also don't have it, but uh, um pretty fun. So I've never heard of it. I would check it out. It's
2: it's a game of pure skill. Um if you uh if you play it, there's 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 very little luck involved
3: <laughs> Interesting. at all. Interesting. So, yeah, the, the two larger islands in the United States are the Big Island of Hawaii um, and Kodiak Island in Alaska. So, mm. And then you have to go all the way down to uh, 32 is the next one to not be found within a state. That would be the U.S. territory of Guam. Question five, another one of our listeners submitted questions. This one by Adam Abbasi. So, thanks, Adam. According to the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, the average lifespan of a piece of currency depends on denomination within three months how long is a one dollar note in circulation what's funny about this and i I will thank adam for that is um as somebody who knows these figures or or did know these figures i couldn't remember offhand so i was pretty pleased with this i'm
2: in on a guess i think i've got a guess yeah we'll we'll call it we'll call it
3: and Neil, how you feeling i have a guess yeah okay well why don't we start with you neil what'd you say Uh, i said 14 months What were you thinking on this one, Ken?
4: I went uh, three years, six months.
3: Okay. And Dan, what were your thoughts?
2: I said 15 months.
3: So you're all just outside of it. It is 21 months, so acceptable range Mm. would be 18 to 24 months. That's how long the average dollar bill actually stays in circulation.
0: I was going to say two years, but uh, I didn't. I don't know why. Question six.
3: The first iteration of this machine was actually deemed a failure as its customers were primarily prostitutes and gamblers looking to capitalize on no longer having to deal with human beings face-to-face. Okay, I'm in.
2: I'm, I've got a guess.
3: I realize now that this is the second question I've written with prostitution in it, so don't know where my mind was when I wrote this.
2: We've got a theme. <laughs> hmm.
0: Gamblers and prostitutes. So my two answers, one would be a, a funny way of saying that if they use this machine, they would not be a gambler. Um I'm between cigarette machine and coin operated condom machine Spencer <laughs> uh I'm in okay uh
3: what do you what did you put for an answer Neil?
0: Just cigarette machine
3: and Ken
4: yeah, I went with vending machine, though I do think the first vending machines were for cigarettes.
2: What were
3: you thinking on this one, Dan?
2: I went a completely different way. I said an a t m
3: yeah, what uh no longer having to face uh tellers shamefully. Mm. It was the ATM.
0: Man, this round I'm just dying a slow death. I got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot of dashes through my score boxes.
3: <laughs> Question 7. How many different political parties have been represented by US presidents while in office? So, not how many different parties have run for office, but how many parties have been elected to the mm-hmm. highest office. Okay, I'm in. I'm in.
2: I th- I'm in.
3: Okay. What were you thinking on that one, Dan?
2: Um, I wrote down what I thought were the answers of Republican, Democrat, Democratic, Republican, Federalist, and Whig. So I went five.
3: Okay. And Ken, what were you thinking on that? I had
2: the exact
4: same list and went with five.
0: And Neil? I didn't have the list, but uh, I named at least four in my head, and I thought right, there's probably one that I didn't know, so I put five
3: um so
0: republicans democrats federalists democratic republicans whigs no stop
3: (laughs) and one who was elected under the national union party for a total of six who's that actually i'm pretty sure that's the one lincoln ran under under his
0: second or his first campaign um having a great second round dan
2: eh, i'm I'm about 50 50 so far.
0: Yep,
3: uh, I was right with my thought. Um, so, Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson were elected under the guise of the National Union Party, the temporary name used by the Republicans between uh, May 21st, 1864, and 1868. But I thought the Republicans were the party of Lincoln. Well, they yeah, were for, they, his as second, they,
2: for his second term, I think. They were
3: for his first term. <laughs> Question eight This Chicago Bear holds the record for the most touchdowns scored by a rookie running back with 22.
2: There's an obvious answer I want to go with, but I don't know if it's the obvious answer.
3: <sighs> yeah, same here. I'm good. This is all-purpose touchdowns, just for the record, just to clarify.
0: I'm between three. One I think is yeah. is too easy. Um, the other one I feel like is too recent, but he he's an all-purpose back. Um, okay, uh, I think I'm okay. I mean,
2: I mean, I obviously I want I want to go with Walter Payton, but that just seems like it's too easy.
4: Mm-hmm. And I was struggling with the same dilemma, uh, but then I realized that I don't know anything.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and not go with not go with Walter Payton, and I'm going to kick myself if I if it's right. He's right. I'm going to go with Gail Sayers.
3: Okay. And what did you say on this one, Neil?
0: So I was in the same line of thinking as Dan. I thought Walter Payton would be too easy. Um, I also even thought of Matt Forte, I think mostly because you said 22 and that was his number, but I know that he also was a receiving back as well as a, um, he's just basically an every down back, but, um, a lot of records that they post during the Bears games that I watch every week are people beating Gale Sayers or not be- beating Gale Sayers, who people kind of overlook because of Walter Payton. So I put Gale Sayers.
3: What would you say on this one, Ken?
4: I know two
0: running backs for the Bears,
4: Walter Payton and uh, Matt Forte. And uh, there's the guy who uh, kept returning uh, kicks. Devin Hester?
3: Devin Hester.
1: I
4: couldn't oh, think yeah. of his name. I didn't know if he was a running back or not. I just went with uh, Walter Payne.
3: So I'm, I'm glad to see that you won't be kicking yourself, Dan. Uh, Gail oh, Sayers, in his rookie season, uh, led the league by scoring 22 touchdowns, including oh, a God. record-tying six in one game. Oh, wow. And he had uh, 2,272 all-purpose yards en route to being recognized that year as NFL's Rookie of the Year.
0: Devin wow. Hester running back? He Devin Hester. He
2: was a defense, def- defensive back.
0: Yeah, yep. And then he became a receiver, and... I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> that, didn't that... that didn't go over all that well. No, they try to make him do too much. Yeah, Gail Sears yeah. was a beast. Uh, I, th- they always put up his numbers with Jordan Howard, who's playing really well his first two years. But
3: Yeah, he's playing pretty well.
0: Um, yeah.
3: Question nine. 2001 was the release year for the f- first of what two major movie franchises, which have a combined 16 films in their canon?
4: So, I got two franchises in mind, and I'm just trying to add them up to 16. And it's not working.
0: I think I have both. I'm just trying to make sure that they're not, there's not another one. I just don't know if it was released. That was the first release date. Am I missing something?
2: Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to come off of what I've got right now, so I may as well just go
0: ahead and lock it in. All right, I'm in. I, I, I was going to think a little bit more about it, but... You
3: had me worried. I had to double-check my math. I'm right.
0: Am I just, like, blanking on one of them?
3: Okay, I'm in. All right, a little hesitant there, but what did you say, Ken? What were your two movie franchises?
4: So Lord of the Rings was definitely 2001. There's six Lord of the Rings, three Lords and uh, three Hobbits. Harry Potter was the other one. Um, I only count nine Harry Potters, because it was there's seven books. There was two on the last one and Fantastic Beasts, but I come up with fifteen total.
0: Uh, but that's what I stuck with.
3: Okay, what were your thoughts on this one, Neil?
0: Um, I was thinking you were gonna go Lord of the Rings for a oh, second, but now I uh, know what it is. But uh, I went with uh, Harry Potter and Fast and the Furious. What were your thoughts on that one, Dan?
2: Yeah, that's what I went with too. Fast and the Furious and Harry Potter. I I have no idea how many Fast and the Furious movies there are because I've not seen one of them.
3: Yeah, I have uh, Fast and the Furious and Harry Potter. Both made their debuts uh, in two thousand one. Each one had seven for eight films in both of their canons. Fantastic Beast is not officially part of the Harry Potter canon. Oh, that's the seven. So, well, okay. This
0: this is. <laughs> Well, I will say, yeah, each each oh, Harry it's... Potter film has the name Harry Potter in it. Right. Not fantastic. A little, fantastic little bit piece, of yeah.
4: controversy here. Okay, that's fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Question 10. This is going to be the last question of regulation. Um, this seven seven former Washington Bullet, was both the tallest licensed horse jockey and only known NBA player to kill a lion with a spear.
0: What <laughs>
3: <laughs> kind of insane question is this? It's the best kind of insane question. I found out these two facts about this player, and I was just like, well, that's a question.
4: Well, you know who I write down for every uh, basketball question.
2: All right. I'm 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 in.
3: Okay. 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 Uh, what did you say for this one, Ken?
4: As you know, anytime there's a basketball question I don't know, I just put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and this is no, <laughs> no change.
3: And, uh, Dan, what did you say for this one?
2: Um, I said that it was um minute Bull, who would also be the, uh, he also had a hockey career for a few games. <laughs> and, him on skates is crazy.
0: <laughs> oh, I remember Manute Bull. Uh, I, I also put Kareem Abdul Jabbar as a joke answer.
3: Uh, funny enough, uh, Manute Bull uh, was known to have killed a lion with a spear and for one day was licensed as a, a jockey, which makes him the tallest licensed horse jockey in the United States. Do you have any note on the
2: lion murder?
3: On the lion murder?
2: sure it was commonplace in his home i country. mean
3: that's where he, he's from central oh, africa okay. so yeah. okay. <laughs> so minute bowl
4: uh i kind of blew that round i got <laughs> zero out of 10 so Ooh. my score remains at 100 even
3: yep and uh making up second place is neil with 140 and dan with a, a slight commanding lead 195 all right so i'm going to announce the final five categories again each player can wager zero to 30 points on every question using the points that they have earned during regulation Here are your categories. First one is going to be in geography. Second question is in the category of knighthood. Third question is going to be in elements. Fourth question is going to be in vexillology. And uh, the last question is going to be in currency. All right, so all of the wagers are in for the final round, so we will go to the questions. Question one. Pheasant Island, located on the Bidasoa River, has been co-owned by which two nations since 1659? Each inhabits the island for six months of the year and hands it back to the other. Question two is in Knighthoods. Which Northern European nation once knighted a penguin? Question three in Elements. What technical-sounding element is the lightest to be radioactive? Question four in vexillology. Which sovereign country's flag is the only one to feature a dragon? And question five is in currency. What is the smallest denomination of U.S. currency ever minted? Smallest in size or amount? Smallest as in dollar amount. Okay.
2: Kat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities.
1: The Webby Award-winning
3: Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. I give and I take away, Neil. I did movie questions in the main game, I so...
2: <laughs> I think I'm... I think I'm locked in. Yeah, okay. I'm, I am too. I don't like it.
3: <sighs> okay. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. So the first question was in geography. And with the wagers, we had Neil and Ken just kind of giving up on this one. And Dan went in for 30 So I'll start with you, Dan. Pheasant Island, located on the Betasoa River, has been co-owned by what two nations since 1659?
2: When I think of co-owning, Um, areas or co-ruling areas, I always go with France and Spain. So I'm going to go France and Spain on that one.
3: Okay. Ken, what did you say? I know Uh, you gave up, but...
2: Yeah, I wagered zero,
0: so I just went France and Great Britain.
3: And what was yours, Neil?
0: I didn't even put two countries. I just put Foul Island. So,
3: So, um, yeah, you got to think of two nations that uh, kind of have existed without fighting each other for getting on for nearly 400 years now. Um, they co-owned an island um, in the Caribbean that split to Haiti and the Dominican Republic. But this one that they owned between the two nations of Spain and France. Mm, nice work. So well done, Dan. That's that's a great one. Yeah, I, I looked into it. I did like a whole research thing into like how they do it. They have like a special ceremony where they literally like hand off the rights to the island to the other nation for six months. So, And they've been doing it. thinking. Yeah, Go ahead,
2: finish. Finish, oh, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah, they've
3: been doing it basically without interruption since 1659. They have like, you know, through wars and all the other stuff, they still do the ceremony, mm-hmm. which is crazy.
2: I was thinking that it was like in the Pyrenees Mountains, like near Andorra. And because I know that uh, the, the ruler of Andorra kind of moves bef- between France and Spain or it's, it's a co-council. Co- with the two of them. So I figured it was somewhere in there. Yeah. But... So
3: yeah, it's in that region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. it runs right on the border. So, okay. Yeah. Instead of having a border dispute, they decided to co-own the Island. <laughs> Question two was in knighthood, uh, Neil and Dan surrendering in this round, Ken with 20 points. So, uh, why what, would you say then, this one, Ken,
4: I figured it was one of the Nordic nations, uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland, one of those. I went with Sweden. I've heard this before, but I can't remember which it was,
0: though. And what did you say from this one, Neil? I think I wrote a question similar to this, or a side fact, and um, I, I couldn't remember which one it was, but the one that kept kind of pinging me in my head was Finland, so I went with Finland.
3: What was your thought on this one, Dan?
2: I went with the other one up there. I went with Norway, so...
3: Uh, the Norwegians were the ones who knighted the penguins. So not getting any points for that, but you do have the correct answer, Dan. All right. All right. Unto the question in elements. So uh, Neil giving up on this one too. Not really, not really surprised by that. <laughs> Dan wagering 10, Ken wagering 20. So what would you say, Ken? I uh, just went with uranium. All right. Dan, what was your uh, answer to that one?
2: I figured you were giving a clue in the answer when you said technical. So I went to uh, technetium.
0: And what was yours, Neil? That sounds great. Um, I I, I put Honda Element. I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) 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 So, uh, yes, uh, much lighter than most of the radioactive elements. uh, Technetium is the correct answer. So,
0: Dan, are we getting another 10 on that one? See, the only way I'm learning about elements is by getting these questions wrong and then feeling bad for myself, and then I remember them. So, I won't forget Technetium.
3: Technetium. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. A lot of this show is just trying to educate the other ones to what we don't know. So I'm learning a lot about movies. Neil's learning a lot about science. So it's been pretty good.
4: (laughs) I'm learning nothing.
3: (laughs) All right. On to my favorite topic. Uh, For some who don't know what vexillology is, that's the study of flags. So uh, that's something that I hold near and dear. Uh, Ken and Neil Tapping out on that Dan went hard In the paint with 30 So Dan Do you happen to know Which country uh, Sovereign country's flag Is the only one To feature a dragon
2: It be a Bhutan
3: Okay What did you say Ken
0: It's just one with uh, Luxembourg Neil I had no idea I went with Targaryen <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh fire and blood i believe is the uh, sigil of house targaryen uh yes and uh, i very specifically wrote sovereign country because it can be argued whether or not wales which also has right. a dragon on the flag is a sovereign nation um but the himalayan country of bhutan definitely is uh, yellow and orange field i believe splits the the difference on a diagonal with a white dragon
4: exactly right. You were a little worried about this last round there, Dan, and I okay, think it's rushed. paying off for you. <laughs>
2: well, I got geography and flags, which are yeah, yeah. two big categories for me. So,
3: Fair enough. And question five in currency. So what is the smallest uh, circulated denomination that the U.S. has ever minted? Neil also tapping out on this one. Dan with 10 and Ken with 20. What What'd you say, Ken?
4: I went with a hey penny, which I believe is half a cent.
3: Dan, what was your uh, thought on this one?
2: I also said a half penny.
3: And Neil? I just said pence
0: uh, just for my affinity for England, (laughs) so that's all.
3: Six pence, none the richer. Uh, It would be the half penny, yeah, or half cent. So well done, guys. Both getting that run right and getting points on that. Um, So when it went out of circulation in the, um, I believe, 1860s, it was worth more uh, than today's nickel. So you can see why I don't like pennies. All right. Telling the scores up here. Ken's wagers drop him to a third place finish of eighty. Neil betting nothing stays at one forty. And this week's Cream of the Crop, adding another eighty points onto his score of one ninety five, totaling two seventy five, is Dan. Well done, Dan. But the cream will
2: rise to the top, oh yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) Great game. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. I I really enjoyed this. I I love doing this stuff.
0: No, this was great. Um, Yeah, we're going to have to invite you back to do a a game of death. I think it would be fun when we have Matt here. Um, Yeah, that was a tough one. That second round for me and Ken uh, was pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. The uh, swing round was great, Jeff, um, uh, for obvious reasons, because they were all movies that I love. So thank you for that.
4: Yeah, I did well on that, and that's about
3: it. I I felt kind of bad because everybody seemed to get – basically there was one miss in the whole round, so I I hope that wasn't too boring for everybody. That's okay. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was fun for me to write them, so, and it was, I, I'm hoping fun to, to play those, too. So,
4: Yeah, thanks again for joining us, Dan. We'll, we'll be sure to have you back on.
2: All right, yeah, I just want to give out a, uh, a quick uh, thanks and shout-out to my, uh, my teammates in the uh, Sinister Six, our, uh, our national uh, Geek Bowl team that we're uh, putting together. Uh, Phil Sanford, Mike Cameron, Jeffrey Seguritan, Wesley Wells, and Scott Barber. Y'all are the best teammates uh, I could uh, ever hope to have, so I'm looking forward to playing many more rounds with y'all.
0: That, that's quite a power team. Very powerful team, uh, and obviously the uh, invitation is extended to all those guys. Uh, if you'd like to uh, come on the show in any capacity, uh, whether it's a regular game, Game of Death, or Laid On Me, I know we have uh, Wesley Wells coming up uh, for a Laid On Me. We had Jeffrey Segurton on uh, our Silicon Valley uh, Laid On Me, so yeah, the invitation's and open. And if we end up doing the, uh, the
4: Trivia Bowl, I think we should be Team Spider-Man. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we, we have
3: to, obviously, we got to stick with uh, Pain Don't Hurt. That's our... Oh, yeah, of course. How about Smells Like Mary Jane? (laughs) (laughs) I really like that one. (laughs) So thanks again uh, to our cream of the crop this week, Dan and Ken and Neil, for joining me. Uh, So if you'd like to play along with our contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page or website. Um, There we've got links to um, all the ways that you can get in touch with us uh, and engage with us. You can also tweet at us at TrivialityPod. um, Or please uh, send in your email question submissions to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com specifically question five submissions please make sure you put that in the line with the host that you'd like to read it so that we can make sure to get that to the right person uh, of course um, you can spread the word uh, by rating reviewing subscribing to triviality on your favorite podcast app and if you'd like to support the show directly you can visit us at patreon.com trivialitypodcast. Uh we've got a lot of great incentives there uh, for you guys uh, we do really appreciate it. We've been getting a lot of support lately, which has been really great, um, both in feedback and questions and also with a, a basically a doubling in the last month of our uh, patron support. So we're, we're very thankful for that as that allows us to uh, functionally do some better things here in the studio, like just have the equipment that we need. So um, thanks again. Uh, until the next game, on behalf of Ken, Not Here, Matt, Neil, myself, and Dan, that was Triviality.
1: Web. Any size catches thieves, just like guys Look out, here comes the Spider-Man.